Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. Howdy, folks. This is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. If you like old-time Southern Mountain fiddle music, you're not going to want to miss what we've got for you this week. We'll be hearing music from old-time fiddle giant Bruce Mulski, who visited us recently with his band, The Mountain Drifters. In our vault segment, Mark Jones has found a recording of our own Moon Mullins playing a tune that was revived by none other than Tiny Tim back about 50 years ago. And guest host Charlie Sandage will present a portrait of the M&NA Railroad, which folks around here called the May Never Arrive. All that this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. As an old-time fiddler myself, I've known about Bruce Molsky for a long time. Bruce is a self-described street kid from the Bronx who bailed on college and big city life for a cold water cabin in rural Virginia in the 1970s. His mission? To soak up authentic Appalachian mountain fiddle music at the feet of its legendary pioneers, old masters who are now long gone. Today, Bruce Molsky is getting to be an old-timer himself and has an amazing repertoire of tunes and songs from Southern Appalachia. Let's get this show started with a nice long set of music from Bruce Molsky and the Mountain Drifters.
Thank you. I don't, I don't know about you guys, I feel a lot better. We're the Mountain Drifters, we're thrilled to be here. We're gonna, uh, we're gonna go right to the, one of the saddest songs we know. And uh, one of the things we love about old time country music is it seems in our music tradition, the, the, uh, the sadder the song, the happier the melody. And this is one of them. And I think it, I think it comes from the, from the Stanley Brothers. I'm, uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm bound to be corrected on that because I've never really been sure. I know for a fact it comes from the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Maybe that's all you need to know. I don't know. It's called Rosalie McFall.
Thanks so much. We were having a little discussion about polecats for no apparent reason before the show. So uh, here's a little bit of the polecat blues. great, great fiddler that a lot of us looked up to. His name was Benton Flippin, and he was from Surrey County, North Carolina. Would you like to lead us in a song? I would love to lead us in a song. We're going to do a song we got from the Memphis Jug Band. This is the Kansas City Moan. Casey. 
Um, just slow it down and uh, sing something a little more modern. I, I guess uh, I guess it's it's almost a long way between the 1980s and where we are now. So could something written in the 1980s qualify as an old time tune? It was written by a guy named Billy Bragg, who we we think a lot of. He writes some beautiful songs. This is called Between the Wars. I was a miner. I was a docker, I was a railway man between the wars. I raised a family in times of austerity. We'd sweat at the foundry between the wars.
Bring back the banners from the days gone by. Sweet moderation, heart of this nation. Desert us not, we are between the wars. Desert us not, we are between the wars. We've been listening to some fine tunes from Bruce Molsky and the Mountain Drifters. The Drifters include Allison DeGroote playing banjo and Stash Weislouch on guitar. In that first set, we heard Over the Hill, followed by Rosalie McFall, Polecat Blues, Kansas City Moan, Between the Wars, and we faded out with a good old Missouri tune, Poplar Bluff. We'll be hearing a lot more good music from these folks in this show, so stay tuned. After this break, I believe I'll head down to the vault for a visit with my old friend Mark Jones. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Well, we've reached that part of the show where it's time to take a trip down to the vault and visit with my pal, Mark Jones. Well, here we go. Hey, Mark. Hey, Dave. What's going on with you? Oh, not too much. You know you've got this place cleaned up. It's looking pretty good down here. I have. I've been working on it, cleaning and kind of reorganizing stuff and getting it all in shape, trying to put all the guitar players in one rack and all the banjo players in another rack. You're so organized. Ah, thank you. What have you got for guitar players over here? You know, it's such a treasure to get to be down here and find all this material that was recorded through the years. And uh, one fella that we were really, really lucky to have here at the Folk Center was Moon Mullins. Oh, Comer Moon Mullins. Probably the best picker we've ever had here, don't you think? He is awful good. And uh, I got tickled at this cut. They'd recorded this a while back, and it's just something you wouldn't think of Moon doing. What's that? Tiptoe Through the (laughs) Tulips. A song made popular by uh, Tiny Tim, I believe. Tiny back Tim. Probably, what, like uh, 1970 or so? You know, Moon was a, he was what they call a thumb picker. He did that Travis-style picking uh, made popular by Merle Travis and... Chad. Chad Atkins, that's right. And he could play as good as anybody. In fact, you know, they have contests around the country for those thumb pickers. Moon won them all. He beat them all. And then they had a best of the best contest, and he he won that one, which made him the best thumb picker in the world, I guess. I guess so. Well, let's have a listen to Tiptoe Through the Tulips. Okay. She said, she said sing, in case you didn't hear, she said sing a little bit to 
see to show you why she don't want me to sing it. Come now and a tippy toe to the window in the garden that's where I'd done as good a job as he did, did I not? I thought so. Well, anyway, Chet Atkins made it sound just a little better. He sounded something like this. Bring back the memories, doesn't it? It sure does. Wow. Moon's been gone now. He passed on, oh, pro what, probably five years ago, I guess. Yeah. I sure do miss his good style. He was a nice guy, too. He Moon. was. And in fact, he could make knives. He built flintlock rifles from scratch and shot them and won contests with them. He was a really talented guy, Moon Mullins. Very talented. We were just really lucky to have Moon... As long as we did. We were. Well, th oh, thank you, Mark. What a great memory you've brought back this week. Thank you. Now back to some more good fiddling from Bruce Molsky. For decades, he's been a globe-trotting performer and educator, a recording artist with an expansive discography, including seven solo albums, well over a dozen collaborations, and two Grammy nominations. Not only is he a great fiddler, he's also adept on the banjo and guitar, and is a fine singer as well. Enough talk. Let's listen to some more good stuff from Bruce Molsky and the Mountain Drifters. Till I 
Thank you. That's a little bit of the old-fashioned Cumberland get. Well, uh, one thing that you learn when you travel around in a car a whole lot with good friends such as these is you get to know each other a lot better. And uh, we've gotten to know things about each other that I wouldn't repeat. But, but the one, one of the things that is worth repeating, just about how incredibly wonderful they are. I just don't want to swell their heads. Stash and I are both very nostalgic people, and so we love reminiscing in great kind of colorful detail about things uh, that we never experienced together. <laughs> and we'd like to tell you, sing you one such story right now. This is, this is a, a song about the time that we didn't uh, pan for gold together. It's called The Dreary Black Hills. Kind friends, you must pity my horrible tale. I'm an object of pity, I'm a looking quite stale. I give up my trade selling rights, patent pills to go hunting gold in those dreary black hills. Don't go west, stay at home if you can. Stay away from that city, they call it Cheyenne. For old Sitting Bull and Comanche Bill Run off of their homes in those dreary black hills Around house in Cheyenne it filled every night With loafers and bummers almost every plight On their backs is no clothes and their pockets no bills Each day they keep starting for the dreary black hills I got to Cheyenne, no gold could I find I thought of the lunch route I'd left far behind The rain, hail, and snow froze plumb to the gills They call me the orphan of the dreary black hills Kind friends, to conclude, my advice I'll unfold Don't go to the black hills a-hunting for gold Railroad speculators, their pockets you'll fill By taking a trip to those dreary black hills Don't go away, stay at home if you can Stay away from that city, they call it Cheyenne For old Sitting Bull and Comanche Bill Run off of their homes in those dreary black hills Here's something that we like to sing about, about not working. This ain't gonna work tomorrow. Rainy day. 
some more good tunes from Bruce Malski and the Mountain Drifters. We heard Across the Plains of Illinois, a fiddle classic, Cumberland Gap, Dreary Black Hills, Ain't Gonna Work, and finished with part of a tune about a historic Arkansas town, Fort Smith. When we come back after this break, Charlie Sandage will present a short history of a short-lived railroad in the Ozarks. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Our friend Charlie Sandage is a musician, songwriter, and a dedicated student of folk music history. Here's Charlie. My daddy was a railroad man. He rode the rails for pay. He worked for nearly 20 years on the M and N.A. Now I grew on the road was rough, but dad would always say, the song I love to hear goes this way. Railroads were the economic engine of the Gilded Age, obvious pun intended, and Powell Clayton wanted to make sure that Arkansas and Clayton himself didn't get left out. Ozark folks like the daddy Tom Simmons wrote about really needed jobs in the 20s and 30s and beyond, and those two facts drove the colorful and troublesome history of the Missouri and North Arkansas Railroad. He worked the extra board for years from jump from place to place. To keep a steady job back then was sure an awful race. But Daddy never did complain, he'd just get up and say, Today we live in Hebrew Springs, tomorrow's another day. Clayton had been Arkansas's Reconstruction-era governor. He had promoted railroad building then. Some say his interests weren't altogether Arkansas's economic growth and he was still eager to pursue it. He also wanted to promote the Ozark village of Eureka Springs, just emerging in the 1880s as a spa that might attract wealthy vacationers if it had a railroad that connected to those in nearby Missouri. By 1900, Clayton and his investors had built such a railroad along with Eureka's Crescent Hotel in operation today, and they were looking to expand. Meanwhile, other sparsely scattered villages across the rugged Ozarks were struggling into existence. Timber was plentiful, and creek bottom farms were productive, but getting goods to market meant hauling timber to riverboat landings or driving hogs overland for miles. Most Ozarkers lived by subsistence farming and hunting, and the news that the M and N.A. was building in their direction seemed like manna from heaven along its projected route. Tom Simmons, the Ozark Folk Center's first director and part of our traditional music community for over 40-plus years. 
His very first work on the railroad started in the early 20s. He went to work on the bridge gang. And he started out as a carpenter's helper. Wasn't long until he was moved up to the fireman on the steam-powered pile driver they had. And the fellow that operated the pile driver, and I, he was an older fellow. Wasn't long until Dad was running the pile driver. Now, when the Great Depression hit, he got laid off, and we went to the little farm over on Red River. That was in 1932. But the Missouri and North Arkansas had problems beyond the fact that it's hard to say M and N-A, and it usually comes out something like M and A. Geography, financing, labor issues, and swings in the economy plagued the railroad. First off, it burrowed through the most rugged sections of the Ozarks, only to reach the near swamps of the Arkansas Delta at Helena on the Mississippi River. Both regions are easy to navigate today, but over a hundred years ago, they were a nightmare for a railroad builder. Untreated wood and bridges, pilings and cross ties, combined with flooding and problems with severe grades to make maintenance more than a routine challenge. Violent strikes divided communities. Beleaguered railroad families all along the line might have counted on understanding neighbors when they stood up for fair wages, but they often faced outrage instead. Farmers, sawmillers, and whole communities had become dependent on the M and N.A. and resented any disruption of service. For these and other reasons, like occasional spectacular collisions and runaways, M.N.A. sometimes was said to stand for may never arrive. But for folks along the line, like the little girl in the nursery rhyme, when the M and N.A. was good, it was very, very good. Tom Simmons. Up and down the line, there was numerous stopping spots. Some of them were called flag stop. A flag stop was where uh, if you wanted to get on the train and ride somewhere, you went out and stood in the middle of the railroad track and flagged the engineer down. He'd give you a toot toot on the whistle and they'd stop and pick you up. If you were coming back home, the conductor would hit the air a couple of times just before he got to Barnett or wherever the stop might be, and they'd stop and let you off. The regular stops was like where they had post offices because they picked up and delivered the mail. And that would be places like Elba, Auburn, Shirley, Leslie, the larger little communities. But the train would actually stop anywhere and pick you up if you flagged them down. The world's largest cooperage, a maker of barrels for whiskey, wine, and other goods in Leslie, Arkansas, depended on the M&A, but so did hundreds of loggers, small-town merchants, and subsistence farmers in need of a few greenbacks. And it was really important to folks who lived along the line as a means of selling their produce. My grandfather Simmons always had a bunch of cows and they run a cream separator and they'd take that uh, cream down to Barnett. He'd flag the train down and they'd load a five-gallon can of cream onto the train, send it to the Carthage Creamery in Carthage, Missouri. It was part of their cash crop, so to speak. The Missouri and North Arkansas is no more but just a half hour south of Mountain View in Shirley, a town that was created by the M&A, you can walk across a classic railroad suspension bridge over the Little Red River and stop to listen for its echoes. And he go woo-hoo, woo-hoo, and chug along that line. 
Gotta make up time. Woo hoo, woo hoo. You hear that engine say? Give us that high sign and we'll be on our way. Thanks, Charlie. I'd like to finish up this week's show with a few more tunes by our featured artist, Bruce Molsky. You know, old-time fiddlers and music lovers in general are deeply indebted to folks like Bruce and the many other young, aspiring fiddlers who sought out the old-timers and learned their tunes before they passed on, saving wonderful tunes like those we've heard today from being lost forever. Here are a few more of those tunes.
Thank you. We want to thank you so very much. This has been a, a very action-packed couple of days for Allison and Stash and me. And we were feeling very grateful to actually get here. And, uh, and we've discovered yet once again that adrenaline goes a long, long way. But, uh, but it was a... a for me, it was a great pleasure to, uh, to be involved with the fiddle contest. And once again, congratulations to everybody for putting in the effort and making a great afternoon. Thank you all for coming out. For You must know how special it is to have live music like this in your community on a regular basis. And please keep supporting it. It's a fantastic thing. Um, really great. So we're going to close with a drinking song, of course, because one drinking song is never enough. And uh, say thanks so much again. And we'll see you again, we hope, very, very soon.
We finished up this week's show with three more ancient pieces of music from Bruce Molsky and the Mountain Drifters. We faded in with Izzy's Waltz, then a timely song about a man losing his job to a machine, peg and all, and closing with Let Me Fall. I don't know about you, but I've sure enjoyed hearing all this good music from Bruce Molsky. You can hear a lot of stuff just like that here at the Ozark Folk Center, and even down on the Courthouse Square in Mountain View. Just about any Saturday night, you'd think there's some kind of festival going on. Thanks for listening to this week's show. If you want to know more about us, check us out on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. I'm Dave Smith. I'll see you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from the Committee of 100, proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. Arkansas State Parks, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. And by Stone Bank, with deep roots in Mountain View and a deep respect for those who preserve our heritage. More information about what it means to bank Boulder is at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar.